Well, welcome everybody to Dropping Keys, conversations and insights about life, leadership, love, and whatever else we get into. I'm Joel Morgan, your co-conspirator, and I'm the head of Key Exploration. I seek to inspire meaningful conversations to move people, communities, and organizations forward. And what you've just opened up is an A volume. It's an extension of the previous conversation where I take a deeper dive into one or more of the keys dropped in that conversation. In this case, this is a compliment to volume 15 with co-conspirator Erica Dixon. This is volume 15A. Let me back up. Uh, Dropping Keys is the title of a poem by Hafez, who was a 14th century mystic and poet, and it goes like this. The small man builds cages for everyone he knows, while the sage, who has to duck his head when the moon is low, keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful, rowdy prisoners. Now, I encourage you, of course, if you haven't listened to Volume 15, to listen to it and to get into the conversation that I had with with Erica. I, I always find that these conversations take on a livelier life when I hear them again. And I'm so grateful for my co-conspirators and would love for you, the listeners, to recommend uh, more to me. Drop me an email at joel at joelmorgan.com. And if you love this podcast, I'd love for you to give it some love um, by going to joelmorgan.com backslash pay, P-A-Y, and helping to support its production without commercials, except this one, of course. Now, when I asked what key Erica wanted to drop for the world, she said, do whatever it is you want to do. Keep going. Keep swimming. Sounds good, right? Just do what you want to do and keep swimming. Like Dory from Finding Nemo. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. But in real life, this exhortation is much more difficult. It's so hard to keep going sometimes. First, there's a human tendency to want to sound like Mozart the first time we sit down at the piano, aka the first time we put our hand to doing what we think we want to do. We want to be more than proficient. And when we aren't, which almost no one is at first, we get discouraged and quit. Second, even if we do sit down and we begin to work on something, there is fantastic progress that begins to happen. We get excited. We feel it. We're going to rock the world. And then we arrive at what Seth Godin calls the dip. We've gotten skilled. And now progress is much more challenging to come by, to see or to feel, to measure. In the dip, there are choices to be made. Many people stop swimming here. And now if one keeps swimming, tries to swim through the dip, the current or the riptide may make you feel like you're going backwards. Now, as Seth will point out in one of his books, there's usually a payoff for swimming through the dip, but it is not often as immediately satisfying as that rush of first learning and honing our skill. To get past the dip, one has to recommit and adjust the goals and outcomes, what we seek to gain from practicing our craft. It is not easy to keep going. It is not easy to keep swimming. And this phrase connects me back to a great book by Austin Kleon, which is named Keep Going, 10 Ways to Stay Creative in Good Times and Bad. Now, I revisit this book and all of Austin Cleon's books, for that matter, once a year. I am going to tell you more than once in this podcast, get your hands on his work and go through it more than once a year. 
Now, I'm going to share some highlights with you so that you might find some inspiration to keep going and to, to keep swimming. So this is these are sort of some cliff notes, in a sense, um, from Austin Kleon's book, Keep Going. Kleon begins the book by letting us in on a secret. He wrote the book because he needed it. He kept thinking to himself, isn't this supposed to get easier? Man, I've had that question maybe every day. Man, isn't this supposed to be easier? Now, he answers the question by writing this. Everything got better for me when I made peace with the fact that it might not ever get easier. Everything got better for me when I made peace with the fact that it might not ever get easier. I'm going to stop and just that soak in a moment before you move on. If what we're seeking by our incessant swimming is that it will get easier, we may want to recalibrate what easier means for us. And Tony Robbins said something like this, we all have problems. And at every stage, what we're trying to do is to move to better problems. From like, how do I pay rent? To what kind of house could I buy? From can I get a client? To how do I decide which clients to say yes to? So we're trying to move from really from one problem to another, but as Tony says, into better problems. And it might not ever get easier. And so Cleon starts with this in his first chapter. Every day is Groundhog Day. Well, you know what Groundhog Day is, that movie where he wakes up, Bill Murray, every day, and it's just he's reliving the same day, which is Groundhog Day, over and over and over again. Cleon encourages embracing a daily practice and thinking about it mostly one day at a time. What's important? Do that every day. Maybe something like this. You want to get better at pull-ups. You probably need to do them every day. Now, you'll need to do a supporting workout to strengthen your whole body. But if the point is pull-ups, you better get used to doing them every single day. Now, I wrote and I published on my blog for three years in that fashion, every single day. And then I turned some of those writings into a book of that very same name. No matter what, for that time period, I wrote something every day and I published it. Sometimes I hit send and then I wanted to go throw up. And the crazy thing was so many times those writings, the ones where, that I felt were vomit worthy, were the ones that people commented on and connected with the most positively. Crazy. And Clan ends that chapter by saying, finish each day and be done with it. So embrace a regular routine to your days and then finish each day and be done to it. Move on to the next one. And so we're moving on. Build a bliss station. I'll let your mind take that one on, what a bliss station might be for you. But my favorite heading in this chapter is airplane mode can be a way of life. So what he's really talking about is just creating a space that is maybe a little bit distraction free, where you can be creative, where you can, you can do your best thinking and, and set it up so that there aren't other things getting in the way of that. Airplane mode can be a way of life. I love it. And then he goes on, forget the noun, do the verb. And he quotes, creative is not a noun. And my favorite quote out of this chapter is, when nothing's fun anymore, try to make the worst thing that you can. Making intentionally bad art is a ton of fun. 
well, I think that sounds cool. Like if you're a writer, go write something that sounds really horrible. If you're um, a woodworker, go, you know, put together the worst thing that you can possibly imagine. Just go do something stupid, crazy that you, that you know you're never going to show anybody else. Just go do that. The next section is make gifts. I love this one. Often now, when I gift a book to someone, not my own book, but something I think they might find interesting, I customize some notes and some sticky notes with questions for that particular person, for when they, if they decide to dive in, dive in. It's a gift, and it connects me with them even more rather than just handing them the book. Like I've taken time to dig in and to think about how might they interact with this? What questions might they want to ask? It's so much better than just giving the book. And this chapter is about creating a better relationship, actually, with money than anything else. But I'll leave you to discover the keys there when you pick up his book and read it. And then chapter five, the, extra, the ordinary plus extra attention equals the extraordinary. And one of the big messages in this little chapter is you have everything you need. He says that you have everything you need. I mean, so often I think if I just had a better app or a microphone or a new desk or a process, then I'd be set. Everything would get easier. Oh, easier again. See the introduction to this book. I often look outside of myself for some resource, some trick, some shortcut. But what if all I really need is right here? Yikes. Chapter six, slay the art monsters. Love that. Two favorite quotes here. Quite simply, art is supposed to make our lives better. And the world doesn't necessarily need more great artists. It needs more decent human beings. Part of what he's talking about here is that Often artists use or we use um, art as an excuse for people to be horrible, that they make great art. And so it's okay that they're just really screwed up people and really screwed up. People can make some pretty amazing art that's happened throughout time. But as he says, what we really need are more decent human beings. So if you're using what you are creating or what you're pursuing as an excuse to be a horrible person, stop. Chapter seven, you're allowed to change your mind. What? Isn't that called being a flip-flopper? Isn't that the worst thing in the world? Um, no. As he writes, and I would emphasize, to change is to be alive. This chapter references, references the internet and how we've all been turned into brands and argument boxes. He encourages us to surround ourselves not with like-minded people, but with like-hearted people. Surround ourselves with people open to learning and change and growth and making mistakes, which means beauty and messiness all rolled up together. Oh, yeah, I think that's called being human. It's why I asked the question of my co-conspirators, is there a key that was once useful that you had to walk away from? I want to hear about the messiness. I want to hear about the mistakes. I want to hear about what worked, but now doesn't. I want to hear the exploration, the learning. 
And I want to be around people that maybe don't necessarily have the same ideas and thoughts as me. I don't want them necessarily to be like-minded, but I love the like-hearted, like we're on this journey together. And I hope and I pray, and I know that some of you who listeners who've, who've connected with me, and I know all my conspirators are this way, we're not all like-minded, but we're like-hearted. We take this poem, Dropping Keys, and we take this idea of Dropping Keys, and we run with it, and we allow it to open us. Chapter eight, when in doubt, tidy up. I love this. Some great headings here. Tidying is exploring. Sleep tidies the brain. Oh, sleep. We hear so much about it now. Ariana Huffington has led a revolution in sleep after she was very sleep deprived and, and nearly uh, really injured herself. And now so often too, when I'm out of sorts and I can't sort myself out, I realize that what I need to do is rest. I need to sleep and I need to allow things to mend and to heal. I need to stop swimming and allow things to just take care of themselves. This quote, things are already a mess out there. We've made enough of a mark on this planet. What we need are fewer vandals and more cleanup crews. We need art that tidies, art that mends, art that repairs. That's really a gorgeous sentiment. And I don't think I've said this already in this podcast, but we, we all make art. I believe that. I mean, that's a Seth Godin idea that I've taken on. We all make art. Art is the work of our lives. Not the work we necessarily do to put a roof over our heads, but art is the work of our lives. Our lives are works of art. We're, we're creating, we're, we're thinking, we're moving. So please do what you can to make it beautiful. Quote, leave things better than you found them. Chapter nine. Demons hate fresh air. I think I need to reread this little short chapter every day. The gist, get outside every day. Take a walk or something. As my dad would say, get the stink load off. <laughs> It'll change your mind. And the demons will find themselves exposed. Totally agree. Get some fresh air. Walk around. Do something. Get the stink load off. Chapter 10. Plant your garden. In this chapter, he really embraces the notion of embracing seasons, seasons in our lives, seasons in our creativity, seasons in our work, seasons in our relationships. Just as the dirt of the earth cannot produce fruit all of the time or plants can't produce fruit all the time, we cannot be generative with finished products all of the time. He quotes comedian George Carlin, it's the American view that everything has to keep climbing, productivity, profits, even comedy. So this is the antithesis and the antidote to using words like keep going, keep swimming, to say keep grinding. As you've probably heard from me, I'm not a fan of the words or the ideas of the hustle and grind culture. Who wants to be hustled? Who wants to be ground down? Maybe that's something for another podcast, but that whole um, language and that, that, that entire culture just, I think, goes against what it means to truly be human and to be someone who is really engaged with their life. Austin Kleon's encouragement here in chapter 10 and mine to you 
is to, quote, take the long view, unquote, which is so counter to our world and culture. Great art, great organizations, great people are committed to long-term growth and learning, making mistakes, cleaning them up, setting solid intentions, changing their mind, and being honest when we mess it up. And these people, these organizations, this art, it keeps going. It, it keeps swimming. I've been really happy to um, connect up Erica's quote of keep going, keep swimming with Austin Kleon's book, Keep Going. And I have a final quote from Mr. Kleon. Keep going and take care of yourself. Thanks, Erica. Thanks, Austin. Now go out and get some of his books. Thanks for listening to volume 15A of Dropping Keys. You can find me at joelmorgan.com or at joelmorgancc on Facebook and Instagram. You can find my book every single day on my website or on Amazon. Drop me a note if this podcast connected with you. Give the podcast some love by going to joelmorgan.com backslash pay. If you'd like to drop a few dollars of love there to help us uh, keep this podcast going. And now, may the sage drop the key to unlock the cage in which you find yourself. Until next time, everybody.